Welcome to Ordinary to Extraordinary. On this episode, viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> That's how you wanted to start? That's how I wanted to start it off. Cassidy, <laughs> just want to apologize for Steven's behavior on this podcast. Steven. Viewer discretion, again, is advised. Viewer discretion or a listener Listener. Discretion? Viewer. L- listener. All First above. and foremost, that was hilarious. Second, <laughs> it's only a little inappropriate. Only and it's only bit. inappropriate and offensive if people find it offensive and allow themselves to be offended. Ooh. But... Today we had Cassidy Bones on, talked about her and her husband's business beyond Bones Chiropractic out in Coeur d'Alene and some of the other fun and exciting ventures that Cassidy is up to. Yeah, in she has two and a half other world. businesses Two as and well. a half other businesses, one of which she wouldn't tell us about still. Yeah, and so I don't understand the half a business. Either it's a business or it's not, but we'll take that yeah. offline. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the episode. Yeah, here we go. Episode 120, I believe, but I could be wrong. Boom. Boom. Go off, yeah. Phone's on silent. What do you want to talk to me about? What's that? You should give your you should give your guests like so there's some actually, idea of what they're gonna be. You didn't give her the sheet, did you? What <laughs> the fuck? Man. The message I gave her was we'll jump right in and start talking about politics so and religion. When I schedule here. No, no I should show that. you when I schedule it. You get a nice two-page letter that says. Welcome to Orange Extraordinary. Here's our logo. Here's a little bio about Ben, bio about Stephen, the premise and idea behind the oh. bucket, and then a bank of potential questions we might ask. Great. For. Yeah. So my interview just gets to be really rambly, no. incoherent. We know how it goes. You just don't know That's how usually, it goes. <laughs> so yeah, you yeah, get that to was, be rambly. I was ram- worried about you guys. Yeah. Aren't you always well, you said you're in- incoherent? I was going to say, yeah. yeah. It's all caffeine, man. <laughs> 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 Remember to be, adjust that how you want it. To be. Oh yeah, I gotta be close to these things, right? Kind of. Well, I mean, you can scoot in like more than two feet away from the TV or whatever. And you can jump in any point yeah. when she yeah, tells us lies. Yeah, in particular, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are her accountability buddy today, too, in case you didn't know. You get yeah. to call her out on bullshit, Weird, all of that. I was supposed that. to be on an accountability call earlier. Wait, rescheduled. That's not very <laughs> good accountability. Yeah, wait. Actually, it was. That's ironic. <laughs> we only <laughs> reschedule like two times a year. And you only have today it two times a year? No, we oh, have wow. it every week. Okay. Yeah. Virgin Monday. Bullshit buzzer? I could download an app for that. Yeah, instead bullshit. of like the, uh, hey, that was easy. Yeah. We swear that was on bullshit. You can nope. say what you what want. It's explicit. We have an explicit rating and we're already recording, so. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, we're probably already recording. Yes, I listen to their podcast. She has. So you didn't know that uh, we record in advance? We do to Okay, call. welcome to Ordinary to Extraordinary. I'm Ben Clunt. This is my Scottish friend, Stephen Brown. I'm glad we're friends this week. Well, it depends on if you piss me off during this or not. <laughs> and today, we are with, who are we with, Stephen? We're with Miss Cassidy Bones. I already forgot her name. Oh, and Cassidy <laughs> Bones. Oh, God. That's Bones well. According, <laughs> according to her LinkedIn, is a serial volunteer, a community supporter, and a business owner, 3.5. 3.5. I'll explain the 3.5. Let's just get into that 3.5. Well, you know, I've got three whole businesses and one half business, so <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's the... the okay. I can't believe you used LinkedIn. I've been I, up to uh, LinkedIn and like, I don't even know, guys. But you're on the social intermedia webs thing. I know. I see you guys posting giveaways and doing different interactions and things yeah. on there. Bunch All of right. crazy people, really. Just not LinkedIn. Just not LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn is one of the ones I've actually been meaning to do, you know. That not yet. It's list. the future. Yeah, we've got our accountability partner also yeah. in the room. <laughs> so, so you got you got to schedule time. No, no, accountability partner. Got to schedule time for LinkedIn every week, twice a week, an hour a week. Time blocking. Twice a week. We can twice talk about hour? time blocking. Yeah. Blah. Two hours a week is nothing. How about fifteen minutes? Let's start with fifteen Thank you. minutes. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you like these shitty goals that are easy to get to. <laughs> I like the. Because mine people actually goals. can accomplish and do. Ooh. Yeah. So anyway, Ben was concerned. He's like, we just had a chiropractor on, so we had Rache Bell in. Um, oh my God, I love Rache. I was going to say, you I know Rache. Rache. We've talked about this before. Yeah. So he's like, well, should we do another chiropractic kind of? And I was like, Cassidy's in everything. It's not just chiropractic, but we'll start yeah. there. Start so with chiropractic. Let's well, start let's, there. Hold on. Let me, because yeah, we'll start there, I guess. Because I was going to say, what I know is Cassidy, the chiropractor Cassidy not necessarily that you are representing yourself to be a doctor chiropractor but yeah, I'm not you a married one for those yeah. on the internet yeah not a doctor and then the beehive right the hive no see I don't even know what's going on Ooh. anymore 
gotta stay up to date. I think we'll get. There, I think you gotta update your LinkedIn so I can stay up to date. Does it say that? <laughs> it doesn't. Doesn't oh, say oh, it about it on LinkedIn. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But the beautiful thing about we we talked about this with Rache. You married a guy called Ryan Bones. Sure yeah, did. Ryan Bones name is, amazing is a chiropractic doctor of chiropractic, and the practice is called Beyond Bones Chiropractic, right? Yep. Which is fucking wonderful marketing <laughs> by accident. Accidental marketing. <laughs> no, it's pretty intentional, actually. Our last name is Bones, but the real reason that it's called Beyond Bones Chiropractic is because chiropractic is so much more than moving bones, which I'm sure Rache talked about. I actually haven't yeah. listened to that episode, but <gasps> I will because I love her so much. Not because of you guys, for the record. Wow. For her. Um, but the spine obviously houses your, your nerves and everything, which means that it has a really intimate relationship with your nervous system, hence beyond bones. Because it's your nerves. Before you met Ryan... What did you know about chiropractic care? Oh, I hated them, actually. <laughs> I, oh, my God, I hated chiropractors so much. I had... Um, I like there's a really good story behind this yeah. as to why you hated chiropractors. Well, I just had, I had unrelenting back pain starting when I was, like, 14. I was a cheerleader, a flyer, been in a couple car accidents, and I'd seen a chiropractor. I'd seen another chiropractor. I'd seen physical therapists and all sorts of people who just, like, couldn't figure it out. And so then I met my sister, my little sister's boss, Ryan Bones. And we went on dates, very good looking, you know. But <laughs> I told him he couldn't touch me because I wasn't into chiropractors. About a month later, you might my wanna, back pain was fixed. Wanna. So, oh, you, there were, we go. you were talking about back. I was like, yeah, oh, what kind of, you can't touch me because you're. I, mean, you I was thinking that too. I was like, hero, Raggy. <laughs> <laughs> Chiropractically speaking, chiropractor. Had you said it like what that, about the other I'm one? On this date with yeah, what a red flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Oh, geez. Pretty much. Okay. So then, chiropractic, what are you doing now? Let's get the out of The other two and a half businesses. Other yeah. two and a half businesses. Okay. Um, so I am. Okay. This one's chiropractic related also, just in the sense that um, grad programs don't teach, like, doctorate grad programs do not teach any business yeah. or any business worth anything pretty much um, any medical group right medical like degree. optometrists massage therapists dentists dentists all of dentists them. for sure like primary care physicians none of them get any sort of business training but most of them go into private practice of some type afterwards and so when i met ryan i was coming from real estate i've always loved business been really entrepreneurial my whole life um and i, I came in and this man is just he's an incredible doctor but he didn't know how to lead a team. He didn't know how to write a training manual, which I love my sister so much, but is probably the only reason that she was hired because he hired her right from a retail job. Um, she was working at Buckle down the street and he literally walked in and said, hi, are you Ashley? She said, yes. He said, I know somebody who recommended that I hire you for this job. Do you want to meet for coffee? They met for coffee. <laughs> I can't imagine that this interview was anything more than 10 minutes. And he's, he basically was like, this is what I'm doing. Does it sound cool to you? Yes. Do you want in? Yes. Okay, great. You can start tomorrow. <laughs> what? Don't give him two weeks. Give him two hours. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, but that's yes. just, they. he didn't learn any of that. He didn't learn how to hire. He didn't learn how to fire. He didn't learn about taxes or setting up um, an LLC and when you should switch to an S-Corp and things like that. And that's all stuff that I love business strategy is my jam um which is fantastic so helped him a lot with that um doubled the business and then learned very very quickly that it wasn't like a ryan bones problem it was a chiropractic problem like the the grad student problem and so the other business is called the club and we're um we moved from one club to seven clubs I guess seven campuses um, across America and one in Europe, which is really cool. But we teach business Sorry. principles to chiropractors. Can I ask, and I'm going to ask on behalf of you, Ben, are you teaching them sound personal financial principles as well? Because no. I know so many dentists, doctors, people that get out of school with $150,000, $200,000 worth of debt. Yep. And their entire concept of finance is to finance everything. Oh, yes. we'll just That's take a loan taught. for that. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. it's like, oh, we'll borrow against this to pay for this. And mm -hmm. they end up with three locations, but nobody ever teaches them, like, pay the fucking debt off first, dickhead. Yeah. And like then make money hand over fist. You weren't paying that interest. 
Yeah, yeah. they love themselves a lot of credit. So No, we bring in people to teach about that because that's not – I mean, I do not have any business teaching anybody how to handle money at all. Like, that's not my jam. But it's part of the but program? it is part of the program. Like, <coughs> cool. Like, money mindset stuff because basically – I don't know if this is the same way in, in, like, optometry or dentistry, but these students are taking on these quarter-million-dollar student loans – then being told, not only are you going to fail because you've chosen like a crappy profession to be your own boss in, um, but you have to be your own boss because if you want to go take an associateship, you're going to get paid $30,000 a year. As a chiropractor, you're talking. Yeah. As yeah. a as a doctor, you're going to get paid $30,000 a year with some shit profit share structure, mm-hmm. and you're never going to be able to pay off your loans, and you're just going to... The chiropractor you is gone young is a popular thing. McDonald's and made more than yeah, 30 grand. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have these horrible, horrible mindsets coming out. And so we work a lot on financial mindset and then bring in people from banking, people yeah. like you, Ben, and I mean, maybe you occasionally, I guess. I can't but help props them. not. I can't help I, them. They're not interested in listening <laughs> to me. She says props not. They're, honestly, they're not, listening, they're not interested in listening to me unless it's with regard to how to refinance their student loan debt usually. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the thing with that, we talked about it. Once they're five years in, hopefully they've yeah. got most of the student loan debt knocked off right or they've found some kind of program where someone will pay it off for them a lot of doctors are like that maybe not chiropractors but there's a lot of programs right yeah, now like, go work, work rurally go live in a rural place where mm-hmm. we we need somebody yeah, and we'll pay off that. your debt yeah, give not, us five years profits 10 years yeah and profit. so hopefully they've found something like that but then they've got all this income and they still live above their means. They're, they don't know what to do with they're it. They're skiing. They've got three houses and they vacation. <laughs> yeah. It's like, stop spending money and start using your money. Well, you're behind. you got to play catch up, yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah. You already think, lost four additional years of school and earnings and savings. And I'm going to guess that we probably differ a lot on this, especially you and I probably differ a lot on this. But our – so I would rather bet on me than pay off our student loan debt. Because our interest rate on that student loan debt is pretty low. I mean, it's not so bad. But if I am making a $4,000 a month payment towards uh, that student loan, or I can make a $4,000 a month payment, that's in air quotes for the people who can't see me, towards hiring another employee that I can leverage to make way more than that $4,000, I mean... I wouldn't disagree with I that. I agree with that as well. I think what? it would be you the... just said pay off your loans. Yeah. Well, as opposed to going and buying a boat. Yes. Oh, yes. Could yeah. you say that again louder for my husband? Yeah. Ryan, you better be listening. As opposed to buying a boat or a Jeep with a wrapped hood or something Where, like that. Yes. So, okay. So yeah. our, our motto is just like reinvest it in yourself. Reinvest it in your yeah. business. Which is fine and great. Mm-hmm. And not, not a freaking boat. That's a revenue producing thing, boat. right? Yes. That's like things yes. that produce revenue. Okay. Like, Plus, your business is an asset. But see. I mean, something like you're not putting it. Hopefully. It's an asset. When I'm doing financial planning with business owners, I don't allow them to necessarily, unless it is a quite large established like business that's one thing but for the most part it's like let's plan on not having your business in the financial plan and then count it as early retirement later on mm-hmm. when you're 50 55 if it's still there so god that thing better still be there i love that that's part of your business strategy <laughs> because all of us could be out of a job by then you never know <laughs> i mean that's the reality of it thanks the, so much, the low interest rate <laughs> thanks so much. this has been a lot of fun i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> the low interest rate is wonderful right so why pay off more than you have to right. when it's essentially free money but from a philosophical standpoint that's where i think the entire i'm really critical of the education system i'm really critical of the education financial system and the fact that we underwrite as taxpayers, we underwrite 18-year-olds to borrow hundreds of thousands oh of dollars that they it's essentially not, not don't have to pay off. Isn't that the craziest thing? It pisses and they get, me like, off. And money in excess. So I remember when I, I graduated high school, took out some student loans. I was going to school to be a teacher. Uh, took out some student loans. But my tuition f- was maybe 25% of the loan amount that I got. And then I just blew 75% of that on <laughs> Hi, Lulu doing Lemon. a bunch of uh, shit Hi, Lululemon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So same. I, yeah. You got and now I'm just accountability like, partner. You're not supposed to be doing the same. Show. Yeah. And now it's we've ridiculous. got a whole mindset from the progressive left. And this isn't political. I know I said I joked with you we were going to talk religion and politics, but the progressive left are talking about paying off student debt for people, and it's like, oh hell no! First off, we've already underwritten the fuckers. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the language. Second, <laughs> but you said it funny because you're Scottish. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Not only have we underwritten them, but now you want to pay it off for them. At our expense because we're going to see higher taxes as well. Mm-hmm. Hell no. How about we make 
regulations on schools, we make regulations on who can borrow, how much they can borrow, and they don't see the money, the money goes directly to the institutions that need it, yes. and we do exactly what there's a, a movement in healthcare to do just now, tell us what it costs, you get that much. Mm-hmm. Not a penny more, not a penny less. So Isn't there's there's the my soapbox moment. Yeah, you have lots of soapboxes. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with that. Okay, so back to where we're now. Our yeah, five, what five were minute we tangent. About? Five minute tangent. <laughs> so love that business. So you've got one and a half more. Yeah, that's what I said. Let's keep going. Oh, so the half is um, that's the half is actually with the club. So it's called Ronin. A Ronin is a samurai with no master. And there's this really gross mentality in chiropractic that there's only one way to do chiropractic, that there's only one way to run your business, that there's only one way to market it, there's one way to answer the phone. And not like, not in the sense that there's only one right way to answer the phone within my business and it's the way that I said to do it. Just like across the board, there's only one way to do this and if you're doing it wrong, then you're like bastardizing the profession, you're a shit person. It's just gross. Um, Hence Ronan Samurai with no master, right? Um, but it's just like a monthly paid training program, a lot of hand-holding, a lot of like helping coaching. chiropractors build their business plans, but for, or chiropractic students build business plans and things like that. Hmm. But for just like the, the tiny, it's $33 a month, like the tiniest skin in the game. Hmm. But how many subscriptions do you have? Or is it, is it continuing no, It's subscri- in development right now. So the club is paid. Hence the half. <laughs> yeah, hence the half. Um, the club is paid also, but it's paid at a quarterly rate. Um, and that one we have 56 right now. That's a we just launched the income. paid model in um, January. Cool. It's going to be open and close enrollment. Like That's the club. the club. Seven clubs. Okay, what does a club it's mean? It's the coolest. What does a club mean? You like, know, like when it? you went to high school, like you a study had club? like clubs. Like you had like the drama club yeah. or the... Because I mean like I, I'm familiar with dentistry. Like my wife's dental hygienist. Her whole freaking family yeah. is in dentistry. And luckily, they had some business role modeling, thank God. Thank God. But, like, my father-in-law was part of a lot of study club. Like, they had their study club that they would go to, a dentist and share yeah. best practices, have you know, sure. commercial real estate, like a study club CPA. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was a study club, essentially. Yep. And they'd have people come in to talk to them on varying topics that were yes. pertinent to their practice and, like, improving it. <laughs> yes. So, ju- Similar, just like that. But, okay. Um, like, instead of having a technique club where you just work on Thompson Technique, yeah. this is a business club. Totally. Okay. We just took them off campuses because the politics were getting crazy. So, that's why we relaunched in January with a paid model. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and, like, mm. and so, you get to deal with basically who's coming in and speaking, mm-hmm. the curriculum, yep. if you will, I can control of the club. everything, which is fantastic. That is terrifying. Yeah. Yes, Cassidy's in charge. She's sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> The cackle in the background. You can ask the students. I think they're doing great. And but so I'm assuming that's a two-way street. Like when you, so the club has to be that you get feedback based on what you've told, what you've taught. Did that work or not? How do we tweak that? What can we teach mm-hmm. better? And then people come back and yep. share their experiences. Absolutely. And then the other, like the, the end goal for Ronan and for the club is obviously to get chiropractors into our practices. We have a huge vision for Beyond Bones. We want to be. 33 clinics owned by Ryan and myself across America, and I, that's going to take a lot of doctors. Mm-hmm. And I want them Why to 33? be trained the way that I want. Uh, 33, there are 33 principles in chiropractic. Oh, God, they're Masons. The 33rd level, I know. I didn't even think. 33 is a number for the Masons as well. It's like the 33rd level, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, there's 33 uh, principles in chiropractic, so we chose 33. Like, philosophically sound. I like it. So what kind of markets are you looking for? That is actually, so the the unique thing about us, I think, is that we're going to let the, within reason, um, we're going to let the chiropractor who goes through the training program that we're creating, like, so they have after grad, post-grad school, going through a training program with us, you have to complete that to be eligible to open one of our clinics in the city of your choosing. Is this kind of like what Roche went through with the guy out of the West Side? It sounds similar to what he had done. I think pretty similar. We've only we've talked a teeny tiny bit about about yeah. that, but I think pretty similar. Except Roche owns her clinics now, yeah, she bought, and yeah. our docs won't own the clinics. Yeah, will they have revenue share though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the reason we actually we moved away from a franchise model and into this model because a we couldn't make enough money franchising to make it worth it. The legal fees are. 
Yeah, franchising really all people would yeah. be paying for is a cool name. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but doing it this way, we get to make way more money, and our docs get to make way more money than we'd be able to offer them if we franchised. Yeah. So I think I shared this with Rishi when we had her in, but the guy that introduced me to chiropractic, he did a similar thing in Wisconsin. Allied Healthcare was his. So he'd bring people in. They worked in his clinic for a year. Mm -hmm. And once he had vetted them and taught them how he does things and stuff, then they got to go and open their own branch, wherever, their hometown or a different town. Yeah. A corporate owned office. Yeah. They call them him. So. Okay. There's one or two more. You said four and a half, didn't you? Three and a half. Three so and a half. We're at, half. We're at two oh. and a the half now. One, the next one is... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. We're good at math, can you tell? Karaoke bar! Mm. No? <laughs> um, the next one is actually right right in the middle of being launched. I brought in a business partner in February, the middle of February, over Valentine's weekend, actually. spent <laughs> my weekend away from my husband across the country to get a business partner <clears throat> to help make this even better. So I won't be too detailed about it, but it's really cool. I can't tell you. Is it within the same gist of chiropractic? No. Oh. No. I'm going to call it completely outside the of chiropractic. other. You know, it actually starts with the word the. That's because all of your businesses do, they except do. for Beyond Bones. Yeah. Well, I didn't make that one. So. <laughs> Ronan yeah. doesn't either. The Ronan? That's what I wrote it down as. You know as. what? You're right. Ronan doesn't. <laughs> You're right. She's 50% for the. <laughs> it's only 0.5 on that one, so. Okay, <laughs> what's it like working with your husband? My parents, I'll just say this, have worked together for 30 years in the same mm-hmm. business, right? So grew it together, built it together. They that. did an article on them a long time ago. Like, what's it like living together, working together, traveling together? Did they tell the truth? Guys. Before you answer that, did your parents tell the truth in the article? Because you saw them. They did. Yeah, she's back. Bullshit, man. Yeah. But no, and it can be very difficult. I mean, marriage is a hard thing as it is. So let's throw in the stress of uh, a a new spouse, a new wife Uh coming in and telling you how to run your chiropractic business. Uh We weren't even married when I started in the office. I think I remember that because Uh didn't we meet? We met out at a coffee shop Uh by Beyond Bones. We were married by then. Were you married at that point? Five years? No, uh, we've been dating for five years this weekend or last weekend. When did you get married? September eighth, twenty seventeen. Yeah, they were married when you met. Okay, she she's just looking first. Oh Can I get a lifeline? Can I get a? Can I phone a friend? Yeah. Can I check my calendar? Can I check my calendar? That's funny. Um, so we've been together. Well, Ryan started the office. We met two weeks later, and then I don't know. Maybe within two two months, I was volunteering in the office to like help do all the systems and the organization and the procedures and fix all the things that my sister was messing up. Ashley, if you're listening, I love you so much. You didn't have any training. It's not your fault. Um, Is she still there? No. No, Ryan actually fired her with a gift basket. <laughs> you, should, you should ask him that story. And a gift card to the buckle. <laughs> it's great. Oh, my God. No, I don't think there was a buckle, but there were gift cards in it and all sorts of things. Um, Fire them with a gift basket. It's the most confusing layoff yes. ever. Yeah, well, she said, um, so I'll see you on Monday? Like, what? <laughs> um, like, no. Anyways, so within eight months, I had quit my job and was still volunteering in this office. Like, the most insane thing in the entire world. But basically, I volunteered... Um, we got engaged five months later, got married like four months after that because we're insane people. <laughs> so not even his wife when I was telling him how to do his business. It's a bold move. Bold move. Um, he's a humble man. Or he's insane. Or maybe or insane. he knew his weaknesses. Yeah. That's like what I say. He's a humble man to acknowledge his weaknesses and let somebody else take over. Where he he's pretty cool. I'm pretty lucky. Than, yeah. I'm pretty happy with him. Would he say the same about you? better <laughs> so i don't so we're looking back to and um working together is a roller coaster right i mean being like you said being in a relationship with somebody else is is challenging on its own because you're bringing two people together who have different religious views different different political views have different world lenses you guys have all of those differences no not totally <laughs> but definitely more in the beginning like it's morphed and we've we've found some solid ground now um but we 
like we made the decision to not have kids, so it wasn't as big of a deal to us that we had the same religious views or the same political views because neither of us are super extreme in our views. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't a matter of like, where are we going to raise our kids? Like, are they going to the Catholic Church or the Mormon Church? You know, that would, that would be a hard call. They're both. Are you Mormon? <laughs> yeah. I was raised Catholic. I was I'm raised allowed Mormon to say and that. He was raised Catholic. I'm still Catholic. Technically. Is that coffee? This is tea. Tea, caffeine is still. Well, I'm not. I'm not Mormon. I'm Jack. not LDS. Is Jack Mormon? <laughs> I left the You're, church well, when I was like 18. If she was, she wouldn't call it Mormon or LDS. You have to use the full name now. That's true. They changed that, that like a year ago. My parents do not appreciate it when I say either of those things. Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter Day Saints. That's true. So Why do you know that whole thing? I do a lot of podcasts and plus they come to your shit. door all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> time suck. Dan comes out there in Cordelaine. Yep. He did an entire suck. On um, an entire suck. On uh, is that what he calls this podcast? Mormons time yeah. suck. In the suck dungeon. It's literally oh two hours of it. a random, com a random serial killer slash topic slash historical event, and he just goes into. It's amazing. Have you met I him before? Him. Um, yes, I actually met him because he did uh, a talk, a TED talk for TEDx Coeur oh, yeah. and I helped organize TEDx Coeur I didn't realize it was Coeur d'Alene that did his TED talk mm -hmm. for, but we had him on the podcast, um, and yeah. The, the stuff he does is amazing, but he's done cults and he's done um, Mormonism. Where are you going with this? <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> essentially... Steven's all over the place today. <laughs> oh, I'm, I told you we were going to talk politics and religion. I'm getting so, sweaty over here. So you're wearing later on, we're going to ask you who you voted for and why. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> Jesus. I'm you don't kidding. have to answer that. But he, he, <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> There's three religions, and I have no shame in saying this, that I am very skeptical of. Right. Okay. First off, I think organized religion in general loses its way when people think it's all literal. And, but Church of, Latter, Church of Jesus Christ and the Latter-day Saints, mm -hmm. Seventh-day Adventists, and Jehovah's Witnesses. The three of them, there's been more cults that have come from those three religions than any other religion ever. I'm going to look that up. That's really fascinating. Uh, well, we're talking Jonestown, the Branch Davidian, like David Koresh yeah. and Waco it's and all that shit. Um, there's been like three recently in the 90s and 2000s there was ones that came from the Mormon who church who was your one up north are you going to bring them up again this week though? oh I forget their name yeah. but he was up in Colville um, and they were they were like you some, brought him up the last yeah. two podcasts so I, I thought for sure you'd but be no, able those, so those are my but yeah you got to listen to that podcast if you I don't it's the awesome. Bundys are probably one of those I don't know the Bundys you mean they're like the cool. Mansons no the Bundys what Bundys the Bundys like Ted Bundy yeah. There was only one, Ted Bundy. <laughs> the whole family. No, the, the whole family's getting in trouble now. Really? Yeah. They're all like the top of the kids and the cousins now and all this stuff. Like, well, there's something off there. The Bundy wow. clan. That was but. not in my news. Anyway, we digress. I don't watch We do this often. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Instagram? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to know about marketing. So you said you guys doubled in size. I always ask the business questions. He always asks the random obscure questions. Then I go back to I the emotional questions. That. Yeah, I, then I bring him back in. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Wow. Do, 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 do. Yep. So, um, you said doubled. Doubled in what time frame? And what do you attribute it to? Doubled in three months because I know how to dot I's, cross T's, and pull reports, find holes, and fill them. <laughs> More specific. <laughs> I was going to say was that. That's that, that wasn't good. Are you running for political uh, office? Is that the other? They're not going to answer questions? I see how this works. The succinct yeah. answer is it doubled because I'm the shit. That's what oh, yeah. you said, oh basically. Yeah. I love that. Yes, thank you. <laughs> my next one is define the shit. Well, first you have to have a giant fuzzy sweater like this. Okay, good. good. Qualifying layer number one. Um, layer number two, I Steve just... just looks at me. <laughs> I love stats so much. And so when I jumped in the office and I'm like looking through, um, I'm looking through people's finances, their, their um, ledgers and their statements, and I'm seeing... Like the insurance company, there, there's this $1,000 outstanding bill at the insurance company, and that's been like that for 180 days. The collections. Like why has it been like that for 180 days? And then doing the digging to figure out, is that like a like an office procedural error? Is that like somebody didn't get a pre-authorization, pre which happened a lot? Um Is that like the, like the insurance company never received it? We had a billing company mm. that... Oh, this is so traumatizing. They did all they're the like, billings for... They, for yeah, the they would, like, um, bonds. VPN into our computers and then yeah. bill everything out for us. We spent our last $4,000 on our wedding because they 
basically like they were doing all of this billing in quotes and in reality when i started digging and taught myself how to do the billing and find the like i found the hole yeah and then i'm trying to backfill the hole um it turned out that they were only billing like 30 percent of what we were doing so of course we were seeing all were they people. billing or collecting so they were like, they were only billing thirty yeah. percent, and when you bill an insurance company, you only collect. Yeah, it's like you're not getting your full billings. Oh my god, freaking traumatizing. Um, but things like that, like finding so, the holes of these are the patients that left the office and didn't have another appointment scheduled. So recall collections. Yeah. That's Various funny. That seems to be a very common thing amongst any sole medical practitioner. Mm-hmm. Is Collections, dealing with insurance is always the biggest headache. And yeah, recall. We don't do that anymore. And recall. It's like people, there's just, if, I mean. Well, it just gets lost. Like you just get, if you don't, if they, you don't have time, I'm huge into time blocking, but if you don't have these time blocks out in your schedule, of course you're going to forget to pull yeah. these seven reports that you need to give you the mm-hmm. full story of what's going on. You can't just pull one. And having somebody dedicated to doing recall mm-hmm. and to doing insurance billing, like if the yes. operations manager, I don't know, if, mm-hmm. if she gets to do the billing over here now, like she's not. She does, smiling. but we've since gone cash except for the uh, Medicare mafia. The Medicare mafia. That's only, what I call you them. You only take cash? Mm-hmm. Why? Because insurance is bullshit. Hey, ding dong. Oh, she's talking about insurance. Got you. I'm yeah. like, I'm not talking about the credit card processing guy, Hartley. <laughs> Calm down. I nearly had a meltdown there. <laughs> I know. He's getting a little flushed. So but there's a um, stress response over there. Oh, yeah. There's a beautiful teaching moment there in what you just talked about. And I think you can do it in your own life. You can do it in business. You can do it wherever you are, whatever you're looking at. You didn't look and go, we're not making enough money. Let's put a bunch of commercials out. Mm-hmm. You went, what's wrong internally? Yeah. You looked yeah. inside and you found the holes and you fixed Figure it. out the inefficiencies. And so many of us want to actually just... Did, you know the last week you posted or you posted something and said I posted something similar to this today oh, yeah. right yeah yeah I'm going to tell you to go and look at that post now over the weekend girl that I went to school with mm-hmm. blew up about how offensive I was of course you got what, to go what read, did you say I was you actually go waiting for that to happen on that but post. it most like it was all positive and okay what did you say it's long I can read it but it might be for another time the post um, is long no, the post was short. I know that's what I meant. What was the post? Her comments. The post was something along the lines of medicine is good, but a li- most of the time lifestyle adjustments will do more for your mental health. Oh, this physical is one Shay did the claps on too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought, okay. Which yeah. One girl, apparently her unique condition, who, and I haven't talked to this girl in 20 years. In rule with Don't it. look at it now. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to all pissed it's, off and it's hate long. it now. But no, where I'm going with that is she isn't, she's looking for it to everybody else for a solution instead of going no you haven't tried everything hey by the way happy 47th birthday adrian Folsom. (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) he's so mad do you know adrian do you remember him okay yeah from sip he he freaking calls about his 47 years old i'm like you're only three years away from being 50 we'll have to do a big celebration i don't even think he's 37 by the way i think he's like 36 damn he looks good um wow he is old to be a professional yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Young's a statement. I give him shit all the time because he's like, he likes to hang in younger crowds, and he especially likes slightly younger women, and by slightly I mean younger. Um, if they have matching ponytails so, to him, even better. So I always I tell him, listening. I'm like Adrian, you look at least 45. Come on, and he gets so mad. So get okay, back on topic. Yeah, I, was I, I know all, that was me. I was I giggling all morning about that I'm when I posted sorry. it. Happy 47th birthday to this guy. So, <laughs> did, so you guys now do billing internally because it's mostly cash. You said mm-hmm. at this point. So yeah, well, sense. I took that was 2017. So I discovered this problem like August of 2017 um, because we were taking on more insurance patients, and so mm-hmm. I noticed that we were seeing more people and making considerably less money, and it didn't make any sense. Yeah. So I found the root cause put in the 30-day notice that needed to be done with the billing company, spent our last $4,000, and then instead of honeymooning, we just lived in our well, office seven days a week trying to fix the problem. Well, that's like the the quantity versus quality argument, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you can take on a lot of Medicare and Medicaid patients even, but they won't even pay you your hourly a lot of the time. Oh, my God, no. So it's like, and we talk about it internally in finance, it's like you just need to increase your average household, not necessarily the amount of clients that you have. So it's like yeah. if you can get more market share of the households you already have, Yep. That you increase your AUM, you increase your revenues without having to do a whole lot m- more 
from a purely like, oh, I got that's another family that I'm going to have to meet with and do yeah. another financial plan. It's like, no, I'm just going to increase their IRA value from mm-hmm. you know 750 to a million now since I brought on another quarter million bucks. So I have to ask, how much oh, business geez. do you guys turn down because you don't take insurance? Not that much, really. Um, if there, I mean, obviously, if somebody's hell bent on using their insurance policy, then we have a bunch of wonderful people to be able to refer them to, and we feel really good about that. Um, but I don't know. I Maybe like a couple couple new patient calls a week, but it's not a big deal. We just finance in house, so we don't like we don't charge interest. We just make it easy. Well, and if they to have a deductible, anyways, order. don't they? Isn't right. it going to go towards their deductible? So it's Absolutely. like at the end of the day, they can and assume they the risk their for that. And it doesn't matter. Like it just. Um, Shit. What I would like to know is uh, you were doing insurance. Mm-hmm. How many people left because you stopped taking insurance and how many people stayed and converted to being a cash patient? Almost everybody who starts in our office stays in our office. And that sounds insane, but I attribute that to our thing is relationship over everything, over everything. So if you come into our office and you're like, hey, I'm in a bad way and I really need help and I want you to help me. And then we like pre-qualify you, and obviously, like what we do will help you. Um, and all you can pay is twenty-five dollars a month. Then pay us twenty-five dollars a month. But we're very clear about you're going to be paying us twenty-five dollars a month for a long, yeah. long time. Because it's just like our doctors deserve to be fairly compensated for what they do and what they like how they've specialized in the way that they help people and change people's lives. And our patients deserve access to that care, regardless of whether it's $25 a month or they can pay in full. How many doctors? We have two. Two doctors. Ryan. And we're hiring another one. So if you're a doctor of chiropractic and you don't suck. I'll give it a try. Call me. No. Get get out of here. Get out of here. I was just looking at other, like, uh, like ISO chiropractor ads online. And somebody's ad on Indeed right now. For a quarterly chiropractor says doctor of chiropractic degree, and then in parentheses, I shit you not, it says preferred. Preferred. <laughs> that that has to be a. Oh, that yeah. has to be a typo because I just can't. You, first of you all, can't be a you, doctor of chiropractic. Yeah, you unless literally you have to be a doctor. Yeah, I identify do as a doctor. Yeah, anymore though, I was gonna say, yeah, you can identify. <laughs> I cannot stop laughing about. It's so funny. Preferred. Preferred. All right, difficult question time. Oh, 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 oh. You cringed when we mentioned the hive earlier. What happened there? Oh, yeah, good question. Because that was, a, it's still going, right? I think. Yeah, it's going. Yeah. They're doing, I think they're doing great. Um, we just, I, I, yeah, I didn't know if that was a hot button. So sorry. I, no, I asked a difficult question. He's a nice, a good cop, button. bad cop. And I did not cringe that much. That um, much. It was, it was a Where's the button? I didn't say you cringed yeah, yeah. Well, I just said you cringed. Lightly cringed. Twin. A slight cringe. It was a twitch. Um, a twitch. You know, I jumped into a business partnership making a lot of assumptions um, without asking a lot of questions. And then... With how many people? With two... Well, it started with four people total, including myself. Oh, shit. That's a disaster. And then one, one left, one dropped off. And then I was the third person, or the, I was, I was the third person. But then I left. So there's only two people doing it now, to my knowledge, and they're doing a great job, and they're living out everything that they want to live out in this business. It's just different than how I wanted. Like it's different than how I envisioned it, envisioned it happening. And so when we had those creative differences without having like a solid foundation in place to say like, this is the vision and this is what we're working towards. It didn't. Yeah. It's not that it didn't go well because it wasn't like a toxic, bad situation. It just wasn't the right situation for me. I was going to say, sometimes people just come to the reality that it's like, Hey, I'm not actually going to be, a, yeah. well, don't want to play a role in this anymore. Yeah. Like this, like this isn't mutually beneficial for us anymore. It's causing a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Let's not do this. Our visions are different. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Business partnerships in general make me cringe. Especially when you've got four people, it's like at least of an odd number. Make somebody make. Dude, a imagine decision. being married yeah. to your business partner. But well, that's that's an. It's hard. You, you can't avoid rules, that. A lot of boundaries. I was, I I was like, going to say, talk about angry sex. Even if <laughs> even if you're married <laughs> to somebody that owns a business and you're not that involved, you're still involved because mm-hmm. they're bouncing things. Or they should be bouncing things off you if it's a healthy mm-hmm. relationship, right? Absolutely. But 
No, the, the partnership thing and on that, I think it's really grown up of you and it shows a lot of maturity to, to walk away and say, this isn't for me. Mm. And the other thing you mentioned there I think is really important is often people lose sight of whether it's on the wall or in front of you at every meeting is what's our vision? What are we trying to do? Mm. And is what we're doing right now moving us towards that or are we churning our wheels on something else that yeah. has nothing to do with this? So. What do you stand for? Yeah. I mean, I think... I have a really strong stand for a statement like our business does and everything that we do because and the vision statement because it just oh wait i want to hear a stand for state what is your stand for statement explain stand for statement i get vision statement but um, i was like what's so your stand for statement basically the same thing just i think a little more aggressive so my stand for statement is i stand for a world where successful and benevolent businesses community individuals businesses and communities are the expectation not the exception I like it. So being... Put that on a poster. I posted it on Instagram. It looks really cool. I signed uh, my name. <laughs> I signed my name. Oh, my gosh. Cassidy Bone. I signed I my name. Very cool, you guys. Uh, yes. I'm not going to lie. It's like, take that, Grant Cardone. Yeah. Actually, I felt really dumb posting it on Instagram, but whatever. How long did it take you to come up with that, and how many iterations did you have? I like that idea of stand Um. I just love the use of benevolent. Thank you. That's super important to me. I don't want to do business with people who are not benevolent. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that people should make money if they're not going to be benevolent. My dad used to tell me this is, a, this, is, um, this is not a democracy. This is a benevolent dictatorship. <laughs> Whenever I would argue with him about things. <laughs> I like that. This is a benevolent dictatorship. Wow. Well, go get me another beer. That'll be the, uh, <laughs> just can you take note, that's now the opening statement for our team meetings. Yeah. Or, I didn't, I didn't ask your opinion, why are you giving me it? No, why are you giving <laughs> yeah, it? I got are that from my mom a lot. A lot. Ooh, parenting, that's a whole other thing. Do you, do you have kids? Mm -hmm. Okay. We oh my be, god, do not say that. That is wow. Not true. Wow. That H is not true. HR. She is HR. But it's Idaho. Hey, it's, wow. it's Idaho. It's all right. They can it's do Idaho. one over there. Oh yeah. Dad. Kissing their cousins. People yeah. that work for us have kids. Yes. You know? <laughs> There's the one part time. <laughs> There's one full time. <laughs> full time. Yeah. Everybody who works for us wants to have kids and wants a family, except me and Ryan. I want to have yeah, Josie wants to have a small army of kids, like a seventeen small of them. Army. I like that I've gotten involved. Are you Catholic yeah. or Mormon? Um, no, I was raised Catholic. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's a small army. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you drink or not? Because that'll tell me which one you are. We. Yeah, were we joking about vodka in that water bottle over there? Yeah, <laughs> we should have. Catholic. We should have brought in the fourth microphone. I know. I you didn't even realize. But. Josie's sitting Josie, over here. Josie, we'd have so much fun on a podcast together. Oh, my God, it'd be so much fun. Okay, actually, doing? i got a question for Josie. Hold on. Let's, Thanks, let's ask her a question. Come closer to make sure okay, you can come talk into this mic for a second. We'll so, what is one dirty little secret oh, God. about Ryan? She backs up her chair. She's <laughs> <laughs> backing up. That she won't fire you for saying on air. What? I won't fire you for saying anything because that's dirty a real douche move. About them? Yeah. About her? Yeah. What is something that people won't know about them? About Ryan and Cassidy. And she's thinking. Mm. Thinking. I actually don't know how you anybody would answer that. I don't know uh, how I would answer this question. Do they have any dirty little cigarettes? <laughs> They're pretty open. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem. They don't keep any of it a secret. Can I tell a secret about the first time I ran into you? You think guys? on it. You I think will. on yeah, it. Absolutely. So it was at the the young professionals I event. What is it? Forty under forty that you guys do. How many is it under forty? Oh yeah, thirty under forty. It's funny that you guys do thirty and Spokane does twenty, and we've got like double the amount of people. And I don't know how you fill thirty spots every year. Ours is just um, I don't know how. I actually don't know how we. I think the Business Journal did thirty under forty, mm -hmm. and we just continue with that number. Yeah. That's so how we decided. When I was president of SYP, we came out and attended the event, mm -hmm. and I think it was in 2017, literally just after you guys got married, right? Yeah, that or, was the first Elevate. Mm-hmm, Elevate. Ooh, that was a lot of stress that night. And you two were lovey-dovey, freshly married, the most obnoxious couple I've ever seen. Like, had to be touching, had to be draped all over each oh, other, yeah. kissing, mm -hmm. and it was just that. like, You're probably drinking. what in the we were drinking. is going on so with these two? <laughs> But I'm like, Jesus, do they know that people, other people are in the room? Like, it's just like, 
she was oh into chiropractic gosh, now. You can touch her <laughs> neck. Yeah. like we were making out, okay? Tonsil hockey. And then one of you was on stage, and the other one came on stage, and you had a full-on make-out session in front of everybody. <laughs> It was like, this is my amazing husband and what? I don't know. I yeah. wouldn't have said that. So clearly Ryan was on stage telling everybody how cool I was. He's okay. She has, Josie has her dirty little secret. Yes. We just talked about that. You guys. We were, yeah. making out all the time. <laughs> I told Ryan that story. When I first met her. He denied it. He was like, no, no, no. We weren't We were never handsy like that. Super handsy. Like, what? Oh. Were you there? I was there. It was wonderful. It was when we first met. And I was helping I was running a restaurant, and they were eating there with other people. <laughs> and I was like, these two? <laughs> I don't think it's obnoxious anymore, by the way. Okay, what's you do your you? secret? Yeah. She's got a secret. Oh, I don't know if I have a secret, but... <laughs> closer, I, can't I, think, um, <laughs> I think most people believe that the bones is... The Boneses? Have the Boneses. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of... With as much resource that they do have... They really like to do things themselves. <laughs> and so are you saying a control freak? Not control freak. They just love. Yes. They love their businesses, and um, you would sometimes I'm, I ask her all the time. I can help you. I can do more for you. But no. both of them just really love. And maybe you just like to irritate him sometimes. Oh, I definitely like to irritate him. <laughs> like no. What What's the point of working with your spouse if you can't make them insane all day long? <laughs> so they definitely do a lot. Um, themselves, and I don't know if that's something that people realize. Well, yeah. Most of the work we is did, done, uh, I done too. I'm sure <laughs> lots of people on air, anybody who's listening, is going to think that I'm a total tool after this comment. But last night at dinner, I was like, "Babe, we uh, we're getting a housekeeper." I officially decided like we're we need a housekeeper. I'm all in on that. I don't know why the hell we had one forever, and it was amazing. We had somebody who did our laundry. It was amazing. I sob like a psychopath if I have to do laundry. It is, I don't know what traumatic thing happened to me while doing laundry in a past life or something, but I hate it so much. And we had somebody to do these things, but then we moved in the middle of COVID last year and then we never hired somebody again. And he kept trying to talk to me all night long and I was like, no, 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 no. But did you, did we hire somebody yet? We have to hire somebody immediately. <laughs> it's like every four sentences. Immediately. Immediately. No, see, I, this will be, I think this will be, a good, I, I'm going to be interested to see in five years mm-hmm. with if you continue to grow, what your if that changes at all mm-hmm. the amount of I, workload that you take on. Because I remember the delegation. Yeah, yeah I was like, because I remember my dad telling me something. He's like, I remember our business got to a point where either I could continue to be like the guy in charge of everything mm-hmm. and have my stamp of approval on everything that went out the door and bottleneck it, mm-hmm. or I could step aside and empower my team to do yeah. their job. And so it's like there will be some point We're headed there. where you guys are going to have to make a decision. So I'm interested to yeah. see how you process that decision. We're headed there really rapidly. And I don't, I'm not opposed to delegate. Like, I love delegation. It's, it's like the thing that is at the top of my list. Like, I'm constantly reading books. Like, I'm constantly trying to be a better leader so I can delegate appropriately and empower the people that I delegate to to actually do the job. I hate micromanaging I hate being micromanaged like I'm not into it at all I think the the number one thing that holds me back is I just don't have the system in place I don't have the SOP written and this thing over here is way more important to get done and so I now get to make the choice do I sacrifice a couple hours of sleep tonight to get this SOP written so that I can delegate this or do I just suck it up and do it myself? And I just have we we just haven't reached the point where it's so painful to suck it up and yeah. do it myself. Why do you weird. have to write the SOP? Why can't someone else write it and then you tweak it? That's what we're doing, right, doing now. right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. For a really long there time, it was really challenging to hire more people at Beyond Bones because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, not to train all of you individually. Oh my god. But we're just. Oh my God! Oh my Let me show please you. Please don't turn over. No turnover. No, no turnover. Dear no, Jesus, you can't move away. No, 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 no. You stay right here. Um, but right now, that's what we're doing. We're systemizing the entire business, mm-hmm. and so every everyone's job is to write two Very SOPs per week, and line. then they just give me the SOP, or they give Josie the SOP. Someone audits it, and then we yeah. finalize yeah. it. Okay. I think I've got an was... idea. I've got their next business. Okay. I'm ready. You can read it. Bonus. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bonus boner? No, the oh Bones God. Boner Clinic. Oh, for those with ED. Everyone's and then I'll tell you about Double D Dental mail. that Lauren and I wanted to come up with. <laughs> Every once in a while, we get mail addressed to Dr. Ryan Boner. <laughs> it, like someone just hit the R key instead of the S key, and it is my favorite <laughs> thing in the entire world. Isn't it f- you only grow older, but you, you never grow up. Laughing at Boner. The word do you boner. just page him in the office? We have mail for Dr. Boner. Paging Dr. Dr. Boner. Dr. Ryan Boner. <laughs> Dr. Ryan. He's so going to hate this so much. I'm so sorry, Ren. He's gonna I love you so much. <laughs> you're, you're talking about that. I actually have... I know. We're up to 10 bonus clinics like, all over yeah, the USA. Pete, you do a lot of the credit Pete card. Performance is what they're called. <laughs> and so it's a... Uh, bonus it's, boner um, clinic sounds better. Acoustic wave therapy. Have you heard of that? So it's like ultrasound, but it makes it... It's like a vibration. <laughs> so imagine... I know this is really this weird. This is to, way off. Imagine this life. thing looks like... Um, a smaller version of the massage guns, like a Theragun, uh-huh. but it's smaller and it does actually vibrate a bit. I've never had the treatment. I just had to take it's pictures like of the treatment. It's like you knew what my next question was going to be. Trying to get this through underwriting for a financial institution. Like, wait, what? They pay four grand for what? So, like literally, four grand a session? We're talking location. Yeah, right? it might be. She's Miami. like, wait a second. Hold up. Uh, Miami. Palm Springs. Of course they're in these Arizona. Places. Las Vegas. Like, <laughs> it's probably like right on the strip. Yeah. There's one here that does it. But yeah, this it's called acoustic wave therapy, if you want to look it up. Or acoustic no shock kidding. therapy or something. And it's basically a, an ultrasound gun. And think like that. And they just... Apparently it breaks up scar tissue in old men's wellies and lets them get <laughs> erections again. Right. So you're joking about it, but that's, that's, that's what it does. That's a clinic. Yeah. There's also a... Um, there's a Canadian yeah, gay porn star named Ryan Bones. Oh. <laughs> and so we are constantly playing the game of like edging. A gay. Because we have like our SEO has to be better than his, right? Like. Oh no. Like you have to. Do you know look- edging is a sexual term? No. Was <laughs> <laughs> it even better? <laughs> edging so- is a strategy what? don't don't ask me how i know this but edging jeez oh, is the process and it wasn't at the boner clinic i really wish there was a video right now actually edging <laughs> is the process of getting a man to hey, almost God. ejaculate and stop oh my God. and then go again no. and then go again Okay, that's not what we're doing. It's wow, a, we need, a, we need two E's it's, on this one. Double explicit. <laughs> it's, it's like a form of tantra. Like, it's supposed to make the... When he does, Steven, more for intense. The love of all that is so holy. So she's talking about edging and boners, I'm like, wait, what? No, I'm about <laughs> edging and SEO. Oh, well, thank you. Oh this I will be our last episode I of Ordinary to Extraordinary. Ryan's dad's going to listen to it. Good. No. No. <laughs> Guys, Walt Bones is a so classy man. You said, I want you to explain <laughs> what your version of edging man. is while I look up edging on Google. No, just With your stop. safe search on, I hope. Um, you know, like when I when I open a tab at Vicino Neapolitan Pizzeria, and I write like all the stuff about it, and I tag them in it, and then they write something, like they organically write their own version of that. Now I'm, I'm edged in the SEO land because when it's somebody's like looking for pizza. Hmm? It's like you're cross-clatterized. Like, That's yeah, right, yeah. yeah. When someone's looking for pizza, our stuff's going to pop up because we wrote about the pizza. I just, okay. my marketing's You just said popped up again. All of these bones and boner things Dude. are just, it's Dude. everywhere. I yeah. can't unheat it now. Get it off it. Get off. So I did a Google oh, search. She's going to get in trouble now. This episode. Ryan's going to be like, what the hell did you do in, in Spokane? One word, <laughs> edging about. search in Google. Edging, peaking, or surfacing is a sexual technique whereby orgasm is controlled. Oh my God. It is practiced alone or with a partner and involves the maintenance of a high level of sexual arousal for an extended period without reaching climax. Sounds exhausting. So. That sounds exhausting. (laughs) Let me just paint the picture in case anybody missed it. Oh, no. We were talking about boner clinics and then we were talking about edging. Where am I supposed to go? Jesus. Yeah. Context. <laughs> not mean it within that. Right. So what were we talking about? Yeah, we're definitely not going to get to air this episode. That's well, good times. We should have drank. <laughs> I've got some gin in the fridge. Oh, what kind of gin? Just New Amsterdam. Gin and booze. I recommended a gin to you. Did you ever try it? The Irish gunpowder gin? Okay. Well, no, this I have not is tried it yet. Gone off the rails. 
Why are you so mad? You, all you ever alcohol. He only swearing. ever wants to talk about business, and I only ever like to like stir the pot with him too, because it gets him all hot and bothered. <laughs> Why does he only ever want to talk about it? <laughs> you only ever want to talk about business. You're always like, let's get this back on track. It's like people are talking. We are on track. Some track. It is a podcast. So yeah. to talk. What's that? What? As we all stay silent. <laughs> okay. Listen, that guy did not look that amused. Tim looked mad. In here. Tim, he always looks angry. What was that, Mitrovich? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's always grumpy. He didn't look grumpy, he just looked unamused. Oh, he's always unamused. Yeah. Something's <laughs> bugging him. All right, should we get back on track? Is <laughs> sure. that okay? Is that cool? Oh, only if it's okay with you. I don't know. It's okay with me. No okay. Good. Good. All right. okay. So we had your good friend your Tabitha Croc, who I, oh still, God, I love so still maintain that it should be crack because it's double A, but Tab- she says Croc, we'll go with Croc. So Tabitha was on. <laughs> it's her last name. Yeah, so I mean, that's I mean, I you guys. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Why? <laughs> Jesus. Get out of here. Anyway, Get out of here. Um, you guys are like staples in the Coeur d'Alene community. So we asked her about Coeur d'Alene and what keeps her there and what excites her. So can you answer that as well? Did she say Cassidy Bones? No. Um, yeah, oh, no. okay. Well, then I guess I won't say Tabitha. She may have mentioned you. I was like, did you listen to her? You probably didn't listen to hers either. Um, so. No, but I listened to yours on hers. There's so many podcasts, oh, you guys. I can't listen to every episode of yours on hers there. Yeah. I got a little preachy on mine. but Have you heard the joke? What do you call two white guys in the room? A podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what about when one of them Scottish? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that, that's pretty good actually. Um, sorry, so sorry. What was the question? Yeah. See, so I was like, Stephen, you- why'd you love it? Why are you there? <laughs> Oof, I'm gonna get heat for this one too. I'm actually oh. only in Coeur d'Alene, um, because my husband lives there. So when I started dating Ryan, Coeur d'Alene was a very temporary thing. I was like. I was just waiting for the next destination. Um, I grew up in Northern Idaho, and I just didn't, I didn't want to live in Northern Idaho for the rest of my life. But as Coeur d'Alene has grown, I've grown to love it a lot. Like, as I've, as I've more, more so, like, found my people and found the things that I like to do, um, it's been better. Like, I like, I actually like it a lot now. I get sad mm-hmm. when I spend a lot of time away from home. Yeah. So well, 33 locations is what your goal is yeah. for Beyond Bones. One of those, I assume, is going to be in the city which you want to live in, it sounds like. What would be the city you'd want to at least part-time be in? Um, I like Scottsdale a lot. I was going to say I'm looking back over here. Not in, the wind, not in the yeah, height of summer. I, I like Scottsdale, Naples, too. Naples, Florida was my, yes. first, it was my first answer, but there's actually there's a Beyond Bones chiropractic and wellness in there, and we're, we're giving them... Um, like Florida, they get Florida, which oh, is fine because I wouldn't want to practice in Florida. Copyright stamp or a trademark. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, probably just somewhere hot. Like I love the desert. I love humidity. I just don't want I'm to be here you. in the snow. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I don't. Uh, I get you. I get you. I don't like to be outside, guys. So Idaho is not that fun so. for me in the winter. Uh, I yeah. can't stand the winter. I think we're all on that same page, except for mm-hmm. I don't know. Where. Did I'm you? From Miami. <laughs> oh well, there's that. There's that. Yeah, yeah I, love, I love the winter. I say it all the time. You do. But I'm not sick of it yet. So. Not sick of it yet. Yeah, that's plenty that's of time here. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Ask again. Where oh, you're a sociopath. I'm not sure which one it is. Let's. <laughs> well, she does work with Ryan and I voluntarily. So. <laughs> well, you do you pay her, don't you? Anyway. Yeah, you do pay. But it is still volunteer. I mean, technically, you're like, yeah, you volunteered. To but to come you back, have a choice. Yes. To come back to your answer on Coraline. Just in the last 10 years, I've been here 12 years now, by the mm-hmm. way. In the last 10 years, it's so much more cosmopolitan than it mm-hmm. was. Like, it was it's growing a lot. literally podunk hillbilly 10 uh-huh. years ago. Yeah, so imagine, like, growing up there, I was just not interested mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. what it had to offer at all. But it's get, it is, it's getting a lot better. Like, the I think <clears throat> the people are obviously getting a lot more diverse, which brings in all the things different of like culture big city that yeah. i like yeah so, arts culture music really good food great cocktails yeah so absolutely. i'm going to make a statement you don't have to agree with it but it's my opinion but then i want Fantastic. you to answer the question i'm going to ask as well Fantastic. I, can't wait. I think currently the worst thing in cordelaine is hagedon i would very much mm. like for him to get the fuck out of the entire area i know mm-hmm. he's put a lot of money in yeah 
but I think he also stalls a lot of development and a lot of good things that could come to town if he would just get the hell out of the way and stop mm. what he's doing in terms of development. So that's my statement. My question to you is, what's next for Cordelaine and what do you think needs to happen? This is going to sound like a really obnoxious, like, I'm going to run for political office and so here's my super vague answer, answer. But it's not. Answer, um, answer, answer. Answer, answer. Um... I, one of my goals is to learn more about everything you just said, because I don't know, because I didn't plan on being in Coeur d'Alene. I never invested time in learning about like the political climate in Coeur d'Alene, learning about the development plans and things like that. And as our business gets to a place where we have an operations manager and I'm building teams of people around me that are freeing up my time so I can attend city council meetings, so I can figure out what's going on that's one of my next goals because I just don't I don't even know how I feel about your answer or your yeah. opinion yeah I know what I know and yeah Stephen has opinions on it might not be popular too, with so some people everything. but I know yes. other people would agree with it so that sounds like a true opinion you think that's a popular opinion <clears throat> yeah I hear a lot of that hmm. yeah yeah you're not the first person by no. any means that I've heard say that it's hard though I mean because it's a double-edged sword well, with regard to like him being there, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he, like I said, from a from a economic standpoint, what he's done for the city is great. Yeah. There's a time to move aside as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we often talk here in Spokane about urban um, urban density. So mm-hmm. our downtown core right now has tons of bars, restaurants, and shops, but we don't have the density of living in downtown Spokane for people to sustain it for a long period. Yeah. So what it creates is kind of a a carousel of restaurants and bars coming and going, right? Until we get less surface parking lots and more um, apartments like what was the Macy's buildings, now the M, the Chronicle, until we get rid of these people that want to just, well, I can let Diamond Park and run this parking lot and I can get X amount per month instead of, well, that's a great lot. Let's not have a surface parking lot. Let's do two floors down for parking and four floors up where the bottom floor is retail and the next three year apartments or yeah. four, whatever. But it's the opposite in court, downtown Coeur d'Alene and the liquor license stuff plays into this a little bit, but there's a lot of people living close to downtown Coeur d'Alene, but not enough. And there's cool bars and restaurants and shops, but there's not enough of it in order to keep people coming in for the the people that live there. So they essentially wander north and wander east or west, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, I think Midtown's developing a lot, and mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see. I'm excited to see what that is in like in mm-hmm. a year, but really like three, five years. One of my favorite yeah. restaurants is Midtown. In Midtown, is it Midtown Bluebird? It is Midtown Bluebird. That's but one of my favorite restaurants. Too. Best fried freaking chicken you'll ever have. Mm. Oh, so good. I mean, I could see I six or so seven <laughs> large condominium buildings mm-hmm. being built, but it's I'm being actually, blocked. I'm, They're going in. There's one, one that's, that's almost done, or maybe mm-hmm. just finished being built. Um, right on the corner of First, I think, and I was appalled that that thing got approved because Coeur d'Alene is not into change. Yeah, well, <laughs> this, whole, this region as a whole isn't necessarily yeah. terribly into change. Change hearts. You get anything you want to ask Ben and I? <laughs> you know, maybe I would have an answer to that if I would have been given Ooh. the prep packet. I don't think that's in the prep packet. That question? Yeah. I don't think it's Plus, true. I don't think the conversation flows as freely if you give people, hey, we're going to talk about this, this, and this. It's not necessarily that you got to give them a bank of questions that they're only going to be asked. It's to prepare them for the style of questions that you might ask. For those who can't see, I'm pointing to Ben like he's the winner. You've listened to the podcast. You should know what to expect. <laughs> I know. Has she listened to the podcast? An absolute shit show. I have listened to the podcast. That jumps around all over I text the place. Steven. I don't text you, but I do text Steven some notes sometimes. And then he gives you his opinion back? Not generally. If he does, yeah. I've just like blacked that part out. <laughs> I, usually, I usually just thank people for their feedback, whether I like it or not. Oh, there you go. I'm going to start sending some like really aggressive Ooh. feedback. Just like keep poking I'm going to go look at our Instagram. He'll get mad at you. Well, I know. I Eventually, don't, I don't get mad. I get, <laughs> I get mad. worked up. I don't get mad. Oh, okay. I'm never mad. See, and this never, is always the thing. Time. That seems a little unhealthy. He always Steve does that. I did get mad. Oh. A few weeks ago, Ben and I were recording. I was having the worst day I've ever had with my company. Mm. 
they made some decisions at the corporate level. Oh, yeah, he got mad about that. I had to process a little bit, right? I can't stand John C. Maxwell. I think he's the most generic nonsense. I also right? do not enjoy him. Highly quotable, zero substance. <laughs> him and Dave Ramsey, top of my shit list. I like Dave, Ooh. but for, Ooh, for, yes. I don't like all of Dave's stuff. I like the, the concepts, some of them. Anyway, John C. Maxwell, one of my friends who I'm in a men's group with, literally adores him. Paid a lot of money to be sure. part of his entourage to go mm-hmm. to Israel and all this shit, right? So... <laughs> I get a lot of um, John C. Maxwell. My company, as I'm telling Ben about this terrible last day or so, we're setting up for the podcast. Was it this room or over? It was over here. We were in one of the other rooms. And I get the email from my company that for our conference, which we were doing virtually, John C. Maxwell was going to be the speaker. And I'm just... The things I said probably... And I've said some sweary words here. Some sweary? Some sweary words. That's his version of a nod. I erupted and, and Ben's like, dude, this is an... Op-. Like, oh, yeah. I, I was effing and blinding for about 15 seconds. Just like, are they trying to get me to fucking quit? And yeah, so that's how I feel about John C. Maxwell. Because it was say, all directed right at Stephen. All right. of their stuff. I'm not that sure important. that they hired him and paid his speaker's fee to get you to Piss quit. You off. It was just the tip of, the, of a big iceberg. You are such a BFD. <laughs> it, was, it was the dressing on the salad. It just got me like... Oh. Okay, I got work to do. Let's go. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do. Why? Because. I mean, I do it's only three forty-five. Yeah, it's nearly. And Cassidy doesn't have anything to do. That's right. I do nothing. She's yeah. probably gonna get a foot massage on the way back or something. Is somebody else driving? Not by me. <laughs> <laughs> I just give you. I can drive with my left foot if you could take care of my right foot. <laughs> just alternate. Nice, nice. <laughs> Thanks. My girlfriend got them for me for my birthday. I have the corks as well, but. Oh. I don't have Nikes either. Um, do you drive a BMW X3? White? Are you, license, plate no, license plate number? To, I sure do. When I was driving in, I saw you. I, was, I said to Ben, I, th- I think she's here. I think she's got the most basic white girl car I've <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I work exceptionally hard for that basic white girl car. <laughs> Not even mad. She's like, you know what? And I'm happy about it. Yeah. yeah. Just give me a Hello Hitler sign over there. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Cassidy. We appreciate you coming <laughs> yes. all the way to Spokane to talk to us. I know. Oh, and you, Miss Jessie. minutes. Sorry for wasting your time as well. I just feel bad I'm here. <laughs> well, I just feel bad I'm here. Had, had Cassidy told us you were coming, we would have had a fourth microphone set up. So I didn't neither know she was of coming you. until like one. You didn't know you were coming until like one? <laughs> I was really stressed about that. When I got that text this morning, I was like, are you kidding? I know. I, we, I was going to give her so much shit. I was like, so we've had CEOs, other business owners, and you'd be the first in two years know, to cancel on it, to not show. Mm-hmm. I would have. BFD, Cassidy Bones over here. I would have felt traumatized. Listen. She said beers, so many beers. I'll owe you so many beers. <laughs> yeah. Like so many beers. All right. If you're still listening, thanks. If you're still listening. We would love if you rate, review, and share what we have done. How do they find Cassidy? Yeah, I mean, maybe you? don't after listening to this episode, guys. Um, <laughs> Instagram, at Cassidy Bones. So simple. I love it. And at Beyond Bones Chiropractic. At Beyond Bones Cairo. Cairo. Mm-hmm. On the Instagram. And cool. it's Cassidy with a C, so none of that Kardashian yes, uh, stuff. And, and, and she is a classy lady. She's not as crazy as we've portrayed her to be in this podcast. Yeah, these are not how all of my conversations usually go, but I did have fun with this. So. I would say you did ask if it was explicit to start with. So. Well, yeah, because normally I swear Can fairly I swear? often. Can I swear? <laughs> Can I say a dirty word? Right. You're saying off. <laughs> okay. T- until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom.